Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Joining me today to talk about the Astros and the Cardinals series. Filling in for Tom, the legend, Greg Lucas. Mr. Lucas, how you doing, sir? Oh, so legendary at more at 8 o'clock in the morning yeah. when we're talking. <laughs> yeah, so I got home at like 7 in the morning and it was too late for Tom. And I, I sent Mr. Lucas an email and here he is. I always love well, that's the advantage baseball. of that's the advantage of dealing with someone who's retired, Rob. We can uh, usually find a spot to talk. Yeah, <laughs> I just kind of figured you would be awake that early. So, <laughs> all right. So, first thing, let's talk about this. Jordan falls short of being an All Star starter, and I think if he wouldn't have been injured, he probably would have made it. Yeah, he would have made it. He was running away with a lot of the hitting categories. He would have had 20-plus home runs by now. He would have had 60-some, more than 60 runs batted in. He would have made it. It would have been an honor to be named, but uh, he wasn't going to participate. So I guess in that regard, it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Have you heard anything about when he's coming back? I I think him and Brantley are both hitting, but brantley's good then he's not you know we need, we need I, they're, they're just guys. being they're being so cautious uh and i'm, I'm okay with that especially with the club still only five games out and having not really hit a stride uh if they're five games out without some of these key players including the pitchers that they've lost i can see why they would want to be conservative because the uh, season still got 80 plus games to go and five games is really nothing. That can be that can be uh, shoot that if the, if they're lucky, that could be almost eliminated this next series. So uh, there's a lot of time left. Yeah, the head to head against Texas coming up. If somehow they sweep Texas, then like you say, they'll only be down by two. So hopefully they play good against Texas and they don't get distanced anymore. All right, so let's yes. talk about game one on Tuesday. It was Framber Valdez. Not the greatest outing by Framber, and not a lot of offense in this one. This 
This series was a ton of offense, just not the first game. Uh, Tucker had a ground out, and Dubon scored from third. Martin Maldonado in the top of the third had a solo home run, his fifth of the year. The Astros are up two to zero. Uh, DeJong had a home run in the third. He had a sack fly in the fourth. We're all tied. And then Arenado had a double, and then he scored on a wild pitch, four to two. That was the final score. Framber, six innings, eight hits, four runs, three walks, six strikeouts. Takes the loss. He's seven and six, 249. Not really a Framber esque outing. No, not at all. He didn't have very good command. Uh, he was throwing a lot of pitches. He was throwing, uh, whoops, we just had a cat jumped up on the table behind me <laughs> and knocked stuff over. Uh, but uh, he was throwing a lot of pitches and he wasn't throwing, uh, they weren't very crisp. Um, it was one of his worst outings. You can see the tail of our friend here yep. trying to make the show. Uh, the uh, <laughs> He was uh, he was not very sharp. And that was troubling because uh, four runs isn't that bad uh, to give up. Uh, but the Astros, of course, in that particular game did not hit well. And that's been a, a common problem. That game goes into one of those could have uh, categories. They're, they're the should haves, the could haves, and the ones you do win. And uh, that one was a uh, that one was a could have. I mean, four to two. OK, they, they lost by two runs, but it was a could have, especially when it began. And you had Framber starting and you thought that maybe he'd. Uh, he'd have a good game and he didn't. And uh, the Astros obviously offense didn't do anything either. So that was, that, that, that was one of those games that was troubling because it was a, a common thread type game that we've seen too much this year. Good job by the bullpen though. Stanek, a walk and a strikeout and Phil Maton had two strikeouts. The Astros had seven hits, two runs, Tucker had an RBI and Maldi. Had a home run. That was the offense, but there's a lot of offense coming, folks, so be prepared. Christian Javier <laughs> actually pitched worse than Framber Valdez, but we got a lot of runs. I don't know if I can go yeah. over all this, but Tucker had an RBI double, Abreu sack fly, Pena RBI double. We're up 3-0 to zero in the first inning, but St. Louis comes back. A three-run homer, an RBI double. They take the lead 4-3. to three. Goldschmidt had a home run in the second, RBI single in the fourth. They're up six to three, and it's kind of feeling like this game's going to get away from us. This was one of those games at that point, uh, some people, including yours truly, became spot watchers because uh, it did not look good. It was very uh, disturbing the way that uh, uh, <laughs> the pitching went early in the game. In fact, he was even more troubling than uh, than Framber because he said that uh, two pretty weak starts in a row yeah. and uh, his command uh, was not good. Again, it's that same old story. When pitchers don't pitch well, it's usually command. And when they pitch well, it's command. And we saw that in game four. So uh, we'll get to that in a little bit mo more moments, but this, uh, that game was frustrating. The only thing good about it game two was the fact that the Cardinal pitching was absolutely much worse and it gave the Astros some confidence to score some runs. And, of course, Altuve's big uh, three-run homer and a homer by uh, Abreu. And th this was just a uh, a nice offensive game. Yeah, so we're down 6-3. to three. We go into the sixth inning, and don't leave this out. Martin Maldonado, a two-run double. That mm -hmm. gets us to within 6-3, to three, and we're feeling better. 
Bottom of the sixth, they get another home run, and it's seven to five. But then in the top of the eighth, the Astros just bust loose on the offense. You already spoke about it. Three-run homer by Altuve. Abreu had a home run. We took a 10-7 to lead, and that was the final. It was a great eighth inning. CJ, only four innings. I think the last outing, he didn't even get out of the third. So yeah. two bad outings in a row. Eight hits, six runs, only one strikeout. This is a guy that was yeah. supposed to lead the uh, American League or even Major League Baseball in strikeouts. He only got one. Gave up two homers. His ERA still 372. The offense bailed him out of a bad performance. Oh, yeah, it bailed him out of, for sure. Uh, I, I think that, um, uh, well, we just don't know what's coming in the next start because he's two in a row is, is kind of scary. I think that what will happen is uh, it'll be coming up in a few days. He, uh, If the bullpen is rested enough, they're going to be watching him carefully uh, because that'll be in the Rangers series. And if they have to get him out early, they will. They won't worry about, well, we've got to get five innings out of him uh, in a situation because the pattern has been set over the last two. And that if that problem continues, then they have to be concerned. But problems don't always continue, and that's what the Rangers hope. So Dubin came in and pitched two, two scoreless. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did give up a run, but he had four strikeouts. He was the sacrificial lamb in that blowout against the Dodgers, I think. Uh, the magic man, we call him on here, Seth Martinez. He uh, had a walk and a strikeout. Uh, Abreu, two strikeouts and a run. Presley, save number 15. Mm-hmm. He had two strikeouts. So the uh, Seth Martinez actually picks up the win. Good timing for him. Altuve went two for three. Walked three times. He was on base five times. Had three RBIs. Tucker, three for five. Abreu two for four, and even Madris, Bly Madris, is that his name or Madrid? I can't even remember. Yeah, he he uh, he had a, a hit there, his first hit as an Astro, and it was well hit. It was off the, the wall in center. Yeah, he was two for four, and he scored twice. Maldi mm-hmm. one for four with two RBIs. So the Astros had 10 runs on 11 hits, five for 12 with runners in scoring position, and they left 10 on base. I mean, we started out bad, but that's kind of offense we've been looking for. And it carried on to game three. Well, it did. And, of course, you got to remember, again, the Cardinals are not a good team. Uh, and their pitching is not very good. But that's okay. You can lose to not very good teams sometimes. And uh, the Astros at least took the series. And in game three, um, it, everything was good and uh, you know uh france uh france has been a pretty good starting pitcher for this team but this was outstanding and again i go back to i, I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir but counts in baseball are so important for both sides he was ahead on counts and when he wasn't ahead on counts he came back with a a different pitch uh to get him back something they couldn't be necessarily waiting for he, he, he threw all of his stuff and he had command of all of his stuff and uh, he was just really superb. I mean, I, I can't say enough about how France pitched in that game or, for that matter, how he's done in most of his starts. Yeah, he's been awesome. Uh, top of the second, the Astros scored six runs. Altuve had an RBI single. Kyle Tucker drove two in. Abreu drove two in. And then Diaz had an RBI double. So Astros up 6-0. to zero. J.P. France pitching great. No scoring till the six when Tucker had a three-run homer, his 11th of the year. 
We're up nine to zero. Jolks adds this RBI single. We're up 10 to zero in top of the ninth. Alex Bregman with another grand slam. I think that's, is that two or three on the year? It's two, but, uh, two. you know, that was one of those that someone said, well, did that really matter? It was 10 to nothing. No, but it's nice to, nice to do it. Uh, yeah. I think let's go back to that sixth run inning because the key to that one was it was with two outs. And uh, and also there was one particular play, which is it's a nothing. It's just a fielder's choice. But Pena bounced into it and it would have been the end of the inning, except he out hustled the ball to first base. And, uh, you know, you the little things in the game. I mean, you a lot of guys will get frustrated when they hit a ball. That's a routine double play ball and they'll kind of they'll run, but they won't really sprint. Well, he was sprinting. And uh, he was not doubled up, and that kept the inning alive, and the inning ended up being a six-run inning. So little things in baseball do make a difference. They don't always make a difference every single time, but they do make differences over the long haul. So the Astros win and take the series 2-1. to one. J.P. France, seven innings, four hits, no runs, two walks, only two strikeouts. He picks up the win. He's three and three with a 3.13 ERA. This is a guy that this wasn't expected, but <laughs> I, I have a ton of confidence in this guy. Every time he goes in uh, Montero, this was the perfect yes. scenario to bring in Montero. You look back at it. I brought this up on an, another talk somewhere else, but he had went, seven appearances and he's he's been bad but he went seven appearances and only gave up two runs in those appearances and then the next three he gave up like 10 runs so he had a well really he, bad, yeah. but but yeah it's scary to put him in but this is perfect this is the perfect. well you got to get him straightened out because he yeah. remember how good he was last year he actually closed some games when uh presley had been used excessively and he did well uh that's why he got the contract in the off season because of what he did last year. Now he, he started out okay in April, but everything fell apart in, starting in May and in June, it has not been good. So a game like last night where you've got to get him on the mound and you're not having to use any of your other pitchers that all your bullpen now is rested for this Ranger series. Uh, and Montero got two innings and didn't give up any runs. He, he, uh, if you look at his uh, pitches to strikes ratio, it was very good. And that again is his key uh, because sometimes when he's pitching, he frustrates you because not only will he throw a ball, he'll throw balls that aren't even close. And you're wondering how can that be? There's some mechanical flaw that he is, uh, he's fallen into and they, they haven't been able to cure it yet. Hopefully uh, last night got him some confidence uh, because he was able to pitch cool and calm and 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 he looked like a very good relief pitcher last night now he had a huge lead no pressure on him yeah. but uh, he still looked good and perhaps he found something we hope yeah i believe his last outing unless he pitched in between those two it was against the dodgers and he got the first two guys out and then he hit mookie bets and he just fell apart so and hopefully he, got he the, can he, get it together the game, the game got down to within one run the astros had a lead at the time i think of three or four and uh it got down to one now the astros ended up winning that one but it was uh it was not because of him. no <laughs> that's the problem yeah, i think it was four to one when he came in mm -hmm. i think that's what it was 
All right, so lots of offense, like I said. Jolks, three for five. He drove in a run. Diaz, three for six. Tucker, two for three. Alex Bregman, three for five. Pena, two for five. The Astros had 18 hits. They scored 14 runs. Eight for 20 with runners in scoring position. It could have been even more runs. And they left 11 guys on base. I mean, great series. I mean, the second game, you're feeling like, Man, are these guys really going to blow it to these guys? Like, we we won the last game against the Dodgers. We were, I don't know. I just expected better, bigger things in St. Louis. They let us down in Game One, but they never really, they never really score. The offense always, they like to well, not perform they, they, when Framber's pitching. Uh, no, that was always a problem. Uh, but in this case, he didn't pitch very well himself. But they've won. Hey, don't forget now. If you go in segments, they won three out of their last four. They won yeah. the last game with the uh, Dodgers, and they won two out of three in St. Louis. So they won three out of four, and they scored uh, more runs than they have been doing in most of those games. And so now we go into uh, uh, Arlington, where um, uh, the Rangers are going to have four starters on the All-Star game. The catcher, then the mm-hmm. second, short, and third uh, are going to start in the All-Star game. Uh, which is a tribute to the way they've been hitting most of the year. They've been hitting very well. Uh, the, the test is going to be really Astro pitching. Uh, and if Astro pitching is uh, okay, um, they can hang with them. Rangers yeah. are good. They're a good team. They're not great. They're not as good defensively. They're not, their bullpen isn't super, but they can certainly hit. And, uh, and if they get starting pitching uh, in the, in the games, they're going to be hard to beat, but the Astros need to get, I say a sweep, uh, not a sweep, a, a split. They've got to get at least a split. If they go in five behind, they come out five behind, both teams will be happy with that, to be honest. But uh, I think you got to win at least two of these four. Is it a four-game series? Yeah. I thought it was only three. No, it's four. It's because uh, uh, today's Friday. Friday, Saturday, something. No, it's four. There's a four-game series. I know that's what they were mentioning on television, so I haven't looked at the schedule myself but i'm pretty sure it's four yeah so um they yeah. play him again on monday okay well that's, that's uh, yeah that's a holiday type thing yeah you are yeah. you are correct yeah. so i have to see okay so that's to be determined for the astros against martin perez but while we're talking about it i'll go ahead and tell you the uh pitching matchups it's ronel blanco on friday against gray who's been pitching great Ronel Blanco had a great outing last time mm-hmm. out. He just doesn't go very deep. That that's why it's nice to have your bullpen uh, ready because he's a five right now. He's a five. If he's really good, maybe six inning guy. And uh, but he's pitched well. Yes. Saturday's Hunter Brown against Ebaldi, who's been doing great. Uh, Sunday is the Astros don't have pitchers on Saturday and Sunday or Sunday and Monday, but it's Heaney and then uh, Matthew Perez. So I don't know who it's going to be, but it probably comes back around to. Uh, well, in, in 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 the yeah, it it normally would be in in the uh, the past. The rotation's pretty easy to guess, except that <laughs> the last two times out uh, for the two guys on top, uh, they haven't pitched very well. So maybe that's why they're they're just not going to declare it, even though that's probably what it'll be. 
Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. All right, so always on this show, we hand out hardware. We we say who's our player of the series, offensively, pitcher, and then we have another award called the Coach Rose where it's somebody that exceeded expectations that you might have had for them. So pitcher of the series, who do you have for that? I have France. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he, um... He didn't give up anything and uh, there's seven innings of nothing. I mean, he, no runs and uh, France, France wins that honor to me by a long shot. I messaged Tom this morning. He also has JP France as so do I. That's three for JP France position player was kind of hard. Tom has uh, Alex Bregman. Bregman had a good series. He did have a very good series. Uh, 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 there were with all the hits that they had yesterday that that boosted some people up. Altuve had a good series. Uh, there, 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 um, uh, there were a lot of them. But I think Bregman, your, your total numbers that he applied, he acquired, especially with the uh, Grand Slam home run and and all that. And, and then for Tucker, Tucker had a, a really good. Uh, That's game who I too. have. I have yeah, I'd, I'd say I I might say split it, split it between <laughs> those two. <laughs> all right and the coach rose which is someone that exceeded expectations tom has jose abreu and he's been doing pretty good lately i i don't know if he ex- exceeded expectation honestly he's been hitting a, a good number of balls well and he's yeah. had a lot more hits um he's uh he's getting close to the 240 overall season batting average and over the last month i think he's 300 he's 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 
So I, I'm not sure if I would say he, I hate, you could say Maldi too. First game, he homers. Now they, they didn't win the game, but then he had a two run double in the second game. And I, I, I would have to say offensively, he, he exceeded expectations. Anybody's hitting 188 has some key hits that's exceeding expectations. <laughs> yeah, I have Martin Maldonado. I think yeah. everyone listening to this podcast knew that I was going to pick Martin Maldonado. <laughs> if you if you look at it, I mean, he had that home run in game one where we only scored two runs. And then he had that two-run double when we were down six to three. If he doesn't mm-hmm. get that, yeah, the, the game's a lot different. So that's who he I had have. a sacrifice bunt in one game that uh, you know moved guys around. He, um, I, I am uh, of the group that says he probably should catch a little bit less because to get yeah. Diaz's bat in the lineup. But I still think he's your majority catcher. I'm not sure it should be quite as one sided as it was last year with Vasquez, where they didn't really use him very much. I would have used Vasquez a little bit more last year too, but they didn't want to t- tamper with the. Uh, intangibles of catcher pitcher relationships and that sort of stuff. But I would say uh, if for no other reason, just to give him some, some days off, I would, I would use Diaz more. I would use Diaz. I, I would, I would probably use Diaz a little bit less as a DH only because they only do have two catchers now. And in a game that went into extra innings, you could hamstring yourself because you would have to lose the DH. If, uh, if your backup catcher had to catch, uh, unfortunately, that rule that uh, the Otani rule doesn't apply to anybody except Otani, where he can be he can be pitching and they can be taken off the mound and still stay in the lineup uh, as a DH uh, because he's doing both at the same time when the game starts. But uh, I would say um, I would rather now he and the other thing is don't forget who caught last night. France, no runs. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. runs out of the bullpen. I wanted to get your opinion on this. Like that was Diaz. That's a huge topic in the Astros Twitterverse and Facebook. Mm -hmm. Everybody points out that the Astros score more runs when Diaz is catching. They allow fewer runs when he's catching. They the I mean lately they've been losing games when he's catching, but that's kind of the team was struggling at a time. But do you think like a pitcher, let's say like Framber Valdez, if he, if he, uh, I can't think of the word, prefers, if he prefers Martin Maldonado to be his catcher, can he publicly come out and say to the, to the media that I want Martin Maldonado to catch me? Well, they, that, uh, they don't really say stuff like that, right? They'd say, he'd say it to the manager. Yeah. And they do. You know, they do. And and that's happened. You know, I remember, what was it Tom, Tim McCarver and Carlton, I think they were always teamed up back in the day when Carlton or when McCarver was long in the tooth as a catcher. He, he always caught, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, that matchup. Anyway, it's that, that matchup type of thing has worked before. Uh, big thing is, I think for all of us to remember is that I don't think there's any question that next season Diaz is the catcher. Because yeah. Maldi's contract is up, and I can't see them signing him again, and especially if the season ends on a negative note for the Astros and they don't make the postseason or they go out early in the playoffs, uh, that'll be a reason to make the switch. 
and and Diaz as is kind of he's proven that he can catch physically. He's proven he can throw physically. Uh, he just has to prove that he can really work with the pitchers and he knows the hitters and that sort of stuff. And that that just takes experience because Maldi's had all those years to know it. Now, one point that was made regarding not making catching switches as much as some of the fans would like this year is that the new rule with the pitch clock uh, does not give the catcher and the pitcher too much time to really think things over. And consequently, your catcher and your, you know, he's pretty got got to be ready to go. Okay, give the sign, give the sign or punch it in or whatever you got to do with it. And he's got to be ready to go. And there's where experience really pays off. And um, so we'll just have to wait and see how how quickly Diaz can pick that up. Uh, but I do think he'll catch, he'll catch a little bit more as the season goes on simply because it's a long year. Guys getting yeah. beaten up and worn down. The Astros already rest players more than they probably needed to in the first half. But uh, they, um, he'll we'll see we'll see Diaz catch more. Yeah, because Diaz would come in and do well, but he he wasn't playing a lot. But now that Jordan's out, he's playing almost every game, and he's doing really good. I mean, offensively, well, he's he's a lot better hitter than Maldi is right now. Well, and the only way fans- he's go- the only way he's going to get those at bats is catch once Jordan's yeah. back, because and especially if you get Springer back too, there's no DHing for Diaz anymore. There's no DHing for anybody except those two, if uh, when they come back. So yeah, uh, Brantley and Alvarez. yeah, he's going to have to catch. He's going to have to catch, and, and the decisions the club will have to make regarding the makeup of the roster will be interesting because some some players that are very popular but aren't really star players. Uh, may be vulnerable either in trades or uh, to have to spend some time back down in AAA if they have options left. So uh, there, there are going to be some big decisions made. Like they don't need as many outfielders as they have if Springer comes back and and Jordan's back. <laughs> that could be two. Uh, you know, there's some guys you can drop that you can think of right now, Kessinger and some of the guys, but they play positions that are a little different. They've got to have backup. They have to have a backup. in. They really need two backup infielders. They've got one in Dubon. And Kessinger is up, and he's not going to play much at all. He's going to play about as much as Salazar did as a backup catcher. But yeah. you have to have him. You have to have him. So also what a lot of people get angered about is that Chaz doesn't get very, very much playing time, and and Dusty seems to favor Jake Myers. Both are in that borderline as far as all overall players. Chaz is extremely popular. Yeah. Chaz is a average player at best. Jake is not as popular, but he's an average player at best. And frankly, so is Jolks. They're an average player at best. They're having Jolks is having a nice year, 260, a little bit of power, can steal some bases. But but in a in a in a on a really strong team, all three of them are basically backups. Because there are better center fielders than uh, than either of the two that have been playing center fielders. Um they're better hitters than even Jolks, who's had a pretty good year. So there'll be some popular, some names that people have gotten familiar with, and and therefore they're they're our guys that uh, may not be with this team when we get to the end of the year. All right. So usually at the end, I give Tom a chance for his final thoughts, and he just kind of shares something that about the Astros that he wants to share. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? 
Um, the pitching staff has been better in on top to bottom than we expected based on the pitchers that were lost. Uh, the bullpen has come back down a little bit from what it was last year. Certainly it was super. The offense is not what it needs to be. And that's not all because of injuries that we got some 250, 248 hitters in that lineup that are not, you know, and that includes uh, Pena who may be a 250 hitter. He had 253 last year and he's hitting about 250 right now. And that may be what he is. We got spoiled by him by how well he exceeded that during the postseason, but that may be what he is. Uh, Bregman's a little down. Altuve is hanging in there about 280, I think, and, and still hasn't, you know, really gotten into a groove, but 280 is pretty good on this team. Uh, Tucker is doing fine. The batting average is going up. The power numbers are not really as much as I think we hoped uh, at this point in the season because he's on a pace to only hit about 20, 21 home runs. But the club is uh, in the race. Uh, I, I expect him to stay in the race, and that's the key. So what about Altuve? I mean, is why is he getting so many days off? Is, I don't it, is it the oblique? Well, he had the last the la the last ones were because he had a bruise. A, a oh, was he right? Yeah, on his, you know, and yeah. he hurt that in a game. And and the thing is, when you've got Dubon to go in there, it doesn't really drop that much. I mean, you lose power, yeah. but you aren't losing a whole lot of hits because uh, Dubon usually gets at least one hit every game he plays. So they had a they had an adequate backup. Now they, I'm I'm not trying to discourage him, but let's say if Kiss, Kessinger was their only backup infielder, they'd a little bit more reluctant to take uh, some of those guys out. Yeah, I think when Altuve is out, I, I know everybody wants him in there every day, but you see Dubon in the lineup playing second base, and you're like, all right, we're still good because oh, we're really good defensively. He's he's yeah. super. He, he oh, covers yeah. a lot of ground. No, I, I agree. I, I think one thing about taking players out of the lineup for rest, I am an advocate of the old rule that Drayton McLean had. He told his managers, rest them on the road. Do not rest them at home when the fans of our team are coming to see them play. And that wasn't the only person that had that rule, but he did have it and he admitted it. He would tell the managers, uh, unless they're actually hurt, no resting for home games. Do it on the road. I I kind of agree to that yeah. uh, that philosophy because if I had bought tickets and I'm a big Altuve fan and he's not in the lineup for a day of rest, I would not be happy. Yeah. You got your Altuve jersey and you're ready to go mm -hmm. and he's not even yeah. playing. Now, if he's hurt, you can't do anything about it. But uh, if, yeah. he, if it's just rest, no. Yeah, we still got some time left, and I wanted to ask you about Dusty. One thing that kind of frustrates me, and I know it frustrates Tom, is that as fans, you kind of see, like, the fans really know a lot of stats nowadays, right? And we know that Pena, you know, excels in the number two spot. Bregman excels in the four spot. But, like, Dusty throws a different lineup out there every day, and he just keeps changing it. Do you think it would be they would be better off if he just left it alone, or are you okay with this? Actually, I liked the lineup in the last game of the Cardinals. Pena was hitting eighth. Now, the negative to that is the number nine man is behind you, and if the nine man happens to be Maldonado, uh, you're going to have to really be selective in the pitches you, you go after because you know uh, they're going to throw you everything. They're going to throw you nothing, nothing but sliders, which you know he has trouble with. 
I don't know whether that really matters that much. A lot of it's based on matchups. A lot of it's based on stats that we don't ordinarily see. In other words, the the stats the teams use are the ones I call playing the game to win stats. The ones that we're seeing, we're seeing war and XFIP and all that stuff. They they don't help you win the game. They're just ways to rank players, new ways to rank players. Um, The ones they use are effectiveness against a particular pitcher or particular style of pitcher. Um, A guy who is a big slider pitcher with a great slider. um, That's going to give Pena trouble. It'll give most most pitchers trouble, but it gives him a lot of trouble because he just doesn't see them. And, And he ends up swinging a lot of balls and the pitchers know that. So yeah. that will make a difference as to where a guy might be in the lineup. Um, the um, the lineup they had last night really didn't have on paper a huge hole anywhere uh, because Chaz was hitting ninth and he, you know, he's a 240, 250 hitter, which isn't great, but that's better than 180 and a little bit of power. Uh, so, and he was hitting after Pena. So that meant Pena didn't have a dead spot behind him. Um I I don't really think I think the problem is they're using they're using analytics differently than what is available to the fans for the most yeah. part. Fans have result things, and and most of the analytics that are getting all the publicity are basically rankings, which to me doesn't help you win the game. Yeah, I don't care who's got the big best WAR. Uh, that's a ranking thing, and uh, who's who's got the top OPS? Well, you can look that up yourself with slugging percentage and. And walks and air and on base percentage, which to me are more important individually than some fake stat. Uh, but I, uh, and I've gone on the rant on that before. I, mm-hmm. I want to see uh, if you'll notice, they'll show pitchers at the beginning of the game, the XFIP at the bottom. Nobody knows what that is. And it's a waste of space when they should be showing innings pitched because that makes their strikeouts and their walks relative. And they don't show innings pitched. They'll, they'll put his record and they'll put his ERA and they'll put his strikeouts walks and they'll put that XFIP, which is a waste of space. And uh, they've gotten carried away with that too much. That's a producer's thing. And and uh, I see that with the Astros. And I would rather see innings pitched yeah. on that box because it makes a big difference as to how effective the guy's been uh, with strikeouts and walks. But they don't. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind whip because I know what that means. Walks, hits, two innings pitch. That's actually com- combining them. But I still want no total innings pitch. They don't show yeah. that. Yeah, that's to me. That's one thing about Yiner Diaz catching mm-hmm. is that he's not batting ninth. He's he's batting no, six no. or seven. Yeah, no, no, and and you have someone like Chaz or Jake Myers or Jokes mm-hmm. or some you know somebody down there well the that can have, they have a little little speed if they're hitting ninth those two guys and and yeah and they're in front of the leadoff guy i mean remember the leadoff man leads off the game but then after the game starts you don't know where he's going to be hitting in relationship to the other players yeah. uh because the game carries on if you have a a better guy hitting ninth that's more likely going to be on base now maldonado can step into one hit a home run every so often but he's, he doesn't get very many other hits and so he's not usually in, on base in front of uh, uh, the leadoff guy. And if he is, he's slow. So mm. you're not going to drive him in with a double. No, I agree. Uh, Diaz, as a hitter, is far superior. Is he gaining enough as a catcher? And as I, I, I contend, he will catch more, especially after Diaz, after uh, 
the big guy and, and Springer are back, he'll catch more because that's the only way to get him in the game. And he, we'll see him. But he's not going to take over as the number one catcher this year. That's that's next spring. Yeah. So Diaz should lose time when uh, Michael Brantley and uh, Alvarez come back. So. Oh, he just won't be used as a DH. Yeah. Uh, the outside possibility play first. would be again. Yeah, but you know yeah. who's hitting well now, and uh, he's 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 hitting the ball well now. Yeah, and they got a huge contract on him. I think uh, he could he could play first on one of those so-called rest days. Yeah, I also think that he still could DH against certain left-handed pitchers where they decide, okay, we'll give one of our left-handed bats a day off. Yeah. But generally speaking, he's not going to DH very much once they're back. All right, all right. Well, that's all we have. Mr. Lucas, I appreciate you coming on on short notice so early in the morning. Always fun talking Astros with you. It's always fun. And I, I you know, as I say, I uh, I have an update in, of my book, uh, Astro Legends, being written this year. And uh, it's uh, hopefully it will get off to a great start because the Astros finished strong and we have something to talk about uh, from the 2023 season. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball, and we'll see you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.